and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a Millennial Homemaker. This is your host, Brittany Duncan, and today I wanted to talk to y'all about sourdough starters specifically. Um, I don't think I have enough time to explain all of sourdough on a Friday episode, but I wanted to talk about the starters because I think they are overcomplicated, to be honest. Um, People are really intimidated by sourdough. I know I was, particularly the starter. What to do with it? How often do you feed it? Have I killed it? What do you do if, like, how can you kill it? All those things. So uh, as I've been making sourdough now for a couple years, I wanted to kind of give you the lowdown of what's legit and what's not uh, to be concerned about. So for a sourdough starter, um, getting one from somebody that you know already that has a sourdough starter would be my first recommendation. Um, you can make your own, and if you are going to do that, I recommend Joshua Weissman. Um, he is the author of An Unapologetic Cookbook, but I originally found him through YouTube. He's got a YouTube channel with all sorts of cooking videos that are really helpful, and he has a video that really breaks down sourdough um, and how to start your own starter. It is in the cookbook as well, but the video will really walk you through it all. So if you're going to start your own sourdough, that's where I would turn to, or sorry, if you're going to make your own sourdough starter as opposed to getting it from somebody, that's what I would do. Um, But for mine, I was really fortunate enough. There's this great restaurant in Stanley, Idaho called the Stanley Supper Club. And uh, one of the owners, Heather, uh, is an amazing baker and she has the most delicious sourdough. And so I had asked her if she had any discard that she might be willing to share with me. And she did. And that sourdough starter has been going strong ever since. Um, a tip, if you get a lot of sourdough starter at first or after your first feeding, when you end up with a larger quantity of it, you can take some of that sourdough starter and freeze it. I actually put like three small containers of sourdough starter in the freezer when Heather uh, gave me the starter at first. This basically is like your backup plan because if you ever do kill your sourdough starter, which I'm going to kind of debunk that that's a little bit harder than people make it out to be, um, you would have a backup and then you can just take that out of the freezer, let it thaw, And then feed that and you have a starter again. So highly recommend that. If you have a um, freeze dryer, you can also freeze dry the sourdough starter. That's an option as well. Um, Okay, but let's talk about the sourdough starter and feeding. You'll read constantly that you need to like feed your sourdough starter every day or every two days. And quite frankly, that just isn't true in my experience. Um, If, and here's the important if, you keep your sourdough starter in the refrigerator. So 
For Johnson and I, we're two people. While we love sourdough, we don't eat a ton of bread. So when I make a batch of sourdough, I make four mini loaves. Um, It's the same recipe, but instead of baking two loaves, I bake uh, four. So they're like half loaves. And that'll last us for a little bit. So I am not feeding my sourdough starter every day or every two days because I'm just not baking bread that often. And it would be a lot of waste because of the starter discard. For those of you that don't know, every time you feed your starter, essentially, um, you know, and I probably have it in my my notes here. Um, Yeah, when you feed your starter, you're only taking 25 grams of that mature starter to create your your new starter so anything over that 25 grams they call starter discard and um, you can bake with it a lot of recipes will be like oh just discard it that's why it's called sourdough discard Um, don't do that I mean I'm not gonna tell you what to do you can do it but it makes great biscuits you can make crackers out of it you can put it into pancakes um, muffins there there's lots of possibilities for the sourdough discard uh, other than throwing it away so um, King Arthur flour they have a lot of sourdough discard recipes so if you find that you end up with a lot of sourdough discard check them out and try some of those recipes so that you're not wasting it but with your sourdough starter um, because you're only using that 25 grams of it um You just don't go through it that quickly if you are not baking a ton. So I keep mine in the refrigerator, and that is the crucial point um, that needs to be made note of. If you're keeping it on the counter, you do need to be feeding it regularly. But in the refrigerator, it almost like puts it to sleep. And then um, before I go to bake again, I will give it a feeding, and usually it bounces right back. Sometimes if you let it sit for a really long time, you will see a layer of like dark colored liquid that'll appear on the top and it'll look like a grayish kind of dark color. It's not mold. Um, If it's fuzzy, that's when you need to be concerned about mold. Um, But usually with sourdough starter, the molds that like will appear are typically like pink or orange. Um, But Anyway, this this dark liquid that appears on the top is actually an alcohol. Um, Don't drink it. It'll give you food poisoning. But you can still use your sourdough starter. That does not mean that it's bad. It just means that you're going to have to do a little more work to bring it back to its um, prime. So what I do, and for my sourdough to get like this, like it's got to be like a month or six weeks that I haven't touched it, um, which is not very common. So... um, Anywho, when this happens, what I do is I take it out and I will very carefully scrape off the top layer of that sourdough starter that's discolored until I get back to like the white or tan um, sourdough starter color that you normally have. And then from there, when I do my feeding, I will do two feedings back to back. So when it's been when it has sat for a while like that and it's um you know it it needs a little bit more revival so i will take the 25 grams 
for my feeding, I follow Joshua Weissman's guide for feeding as well. And what that is, is 25 grams of mature starter. And to that, you add 50 grams of rye flour, 50 grams of all-purpose flour. I always use unbleached um, all-purpose flour. That was a recommendation. I don't know if that came from Joshua Weissman or if I read that somewhere else, but I believe that the bleached flour can kill your starter. So I go for uh, all-purpose unbleached flour. And then you'll have 100 grams of water at 85 degrees. Um, Mix that all together. Let it sit overnight um, or for 24 hours. And then I do that twice in a row if I'm reviving my starter from that kind of like gray state where I've scraped all that off. Um, And in my experience... Doing that, you know, back-to-back feeding has brought my starter back to, like, full life, beautiful, um, every single time. When you are scraping off the gray matter and then um, doing your feeding, I this is a caveat that I won't use that sourdough discard because it's it's really dead. It um, probably doesn't taste as great as a normal sourdough discard so in this case when you're reviving your starter just let go of the uh the discard there so that's kind of my breakdown on sourdough starter and the the misconceptions of it don't feel like you have to feed it every single day you don't um don't feel like you are you know gonna kill it it again it's like I think it's easier to not kill your starter if you are keeping it in the fridge. It's just more of a controlled environment and it's like putting it to sleep. So um, that's what I recommend. I put it into a airtight container. I just use a kind of larger mason jar for my sourdough starter and uh, seal that up and it's good to go. So um, yeah, don't be don't be afraid of sourdough. If you are going to get into sourdough baking, there are some pieces of equipment that I recommend that make things um, a lot easier, and um, some of them I I deem as, like, necessary. So the first is a kitchen scale that measures in grams. Um, A lot of the sourdough recipes that you will see measure everything in grams. So um, having that exact measurement is pretty important. Sourdough, I mean, baking in general is a science, but sourdough more than anything, I feel is like a true science. So having the right, um, measurement is important and you can achieve that by a kitchen scale. The other thing that's helpful is a thermometer. Doesn't have to be super fancy. Um, I do have a nice thermometer that Johnson gave me, um, for my birthday, it's either my birthday or Christmas, um, last year. And it's phenomenal. I'll link it in the show notes. It's, I've talked about it on my top 10 kitchen tools episode, which I'll also drop in the show notes. It's, um, really, really great. So I have that thermometer, but before I had that thermometer, I honestly think I used one from like the dollar store. Um, that may have not been the most accurate thermometer though. So I don't know if I can (laughs) recommend that but um, like a simple kitchen thermometer and then uh, the other thing that's really helpful is a what is it called Um, basically the scoring tool for your bread so you'll see all the pretty designs that end up on sourdough and what they're doing with that is cutting it but you need something super super sharp like a razor blade to 
cut the sourdough. Um, I have used razor blades. Um, Johnson, when he shaves, he buys, uh, he has like a special razor that he puts the blades into. So he ends up with a lot of um, blades. And so I will steal a new one of those every now and then. Sorry, Johnson, if you're listening. (laughs) And uh, that's what I used to cut the bread. But having the proper holder that you put the blades into um, would be advisable because I have definitely cut my fingers on those razor blades before from um, just like they're sharp not only on the cutting edge but on the the middle is hollow to be able to like attach it to a razor and that's sharp so there's just it's hard to be able to manage that so getting the um, the little tool which I'm gonna google real quick and figure out what that is called um uh, a bread lame yes um that's what you want and they range in price I mean there's some expense what would I would consider expensive like $40 for the knife at like Williams Sonoma Sur La Tab has one that's $30 but then Amazon has lots that are like under $10 so um really it's the the razor blade that's important and you're just looking for a way to hold that razor blade without cutting your finger. So those are the three pieces of equipment that I think are really important. You will see um, proofing baskets recommended and I have never used uh, the proofing baskets. I have always taken a tea towel, sprinkled uh, rice flour on it, and then put my dough in there to do its its rise um the reason I use rice flour is that when you are dealing with any kind of bread or say pasta dough um it's set up to absorb the flour that it's made of so introducing a new type of flour will help it to actually like not be sticky um if you just put more all-purpose flour around your bread um you know your bread dough the bread dough will absorb it so it it's not it's kind of counter counterintuitive to what you're trying to achieve um so i guess there's three types of flour i use when making sourdough it's rye unbleached all-purpose flour and then this rice flour um and i get the rye and the rice flour from Bob's um, Red Mill and they they come in like those normal kind of smaller bags and those will last me for a while because of the rye flour you're only using 50 grams at a time for a feeding and for the rice flour it's really just like a dusting when I'm making sourdough Um, but what I'll do I'll put that tea towel down I'll dust it with flour I'll put my um, bread my uncooked bread loaf shape um, into the bowl and then I wrap it up and Joshua Weissman's uh, recipe recommends putting it in the fridge overnight before you bake it Um, and that's what I will do and it has worked well Um, the proofing bowls um, are nice and they do give that like pretty swirl design Um, but because I am making four loaves at a time I've always just used kitchen bowls because the proofing baskets can be a little bit expensive and quite frankly I didn't want to buy four so um, I do have one so if I'm going to make like larger um, larger loaves I'll put one of the loaves into the proofing basket and then I just use a large kitchen bowl with the tea towel for the other one so 
Hopefully this is helpful if you're looking into starting sourdough. Um, don't be afraid of it. It's, I mean, there is like a learning curve and it does take a lot of time to do. It's not all active time. It's like you do something with it, you let it sit for three and a half hours, and then you do something with it and you come back in an hour and a half. And then there's a phase when you're doing your folds that it's like every 15 minutes for an hour you are um, doing something with it and then you do it twice more 30 minutes spaced out so you know if you're at home this is like a great thing to do on a Sunday or if you work from home um, I just do it on a day that I know I'm going to be home um, and get my my sourdough made but give it a try. Check out Joshua Weissman. And if you're in the Boise area and you need sourdough starter, I don't, as I just said, like I don't feed mine a ton. But when I do and I have like a really healthy starter, I'm always happy to share some with you. Um, I was given the sourdough starter sweetly by Heather from Stanley Supper Club. And so uh, I, I believe in these things. It's like it's almost like a community, you know, kind of thing. So I'm always happy to share my sourdough starter um, because someone shared it with me and it brought me a lot of joy so just let me know shoot me a message over on instagram that's untraditionally traditional pod and um, from there you uh, yeah can just let me know that you're you'd be interested in having some uh, sourdough starter and then the next time that i do feed my bread i would be happy to put some aside for you okay everybody have a great week and i will see you here on monday Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.